Hi everyone, the Ask Mike Show. We are back and I'm joined with Michael Burrich in the studio who's an entrepreneur with over 15 years of experience in many different industries. He started out getting himself a recording deal with Sony many, many years ago, which gave him the creativity, the way of thinking that allowed him to co-found Sync Tuition, an advanced mindfulness and relaxation app using different technologies such as 3D sounds to create the mindfulness and meditations that the app has. Michael, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a guest on the show. It's my pleasure. Hi, Mike. Thank you for having me on the show. One of the, the first things I want to dive into, and this is after reading out the, the bio that I just sort of glazed over, was you got a record deal with Sony. So tell us a bit about the backstory behind that, because it seems to, yeah. it seems to play a part in, in where you are today. And I'm just curious as to how you got it, because it seemed a little bit random. I, I love that you sort of gather that information. It's pretty cool. Uh, it was a long time ago, but yes, I, I think I was a big, big music fan since I was um, a very, very young kid. And that developed into me writing music and, and together with a friend of mine producing music. And, uh, you know, every, I think every musician that just starts off and records in, in the basement and in small studio dreams of getting a record deal. And we just happened to be, take part of a competition and, and win a record deal and people love the music that we did. And, and yeah, we, we, we signed with Sony. It was R&B and, and hip hop music back in the day. Uh, there's a funny story related to it as well. On the final day of the competition, when we reached the final with my, my friend who was you know doing back vocals with me on stage, he couldn't come because he had an, another gig. So I, I actually cut out a life size picture of him, um, took him with me, put him on stage and me and that kind of big picture ended up winning the whole competition and we got a record deal with Sony. But I guess um, I wasn't thinking, you know, of mental health and, and of things like that back then. I was very, very young, but it definitely sort of um, made me fall in love with music. Music became in every cell of my body, part of my DNA. I, I was so, I was living in it. I was working on it every day, listening, writing, consuming it. So I think it's so natural that I ended up doing something later on in life, which has music in, in its core, in its DNA as well. And that definitely comes from those days. Yes. Is there something to be said for consuming information, helping you with the creative process? Because you hear a lot about trying to be creative and trying to come up with new ideas. Would you say that consuming information so that you can come with your own little spin? Does that, does that play a part in being creative at all? Well, I think, I think there's, there's two sides uh, to the coin here. I think that definitely uh, a lot of the, the, the greatest things that you can come up are, are often just a, a recycled version of something you've read or seen. And I think that's natural if you can consume information and then sort of digest it and make it your own. I'm all for that. I think that there's brilliant minds out there and it's worth reading their work, listening to their work. And, and trying to synthesize that and make it your own. So I'm all for that. At the same time, the age we're living in, there's so much just negative, bad, malicious information out there as well, which may have the opposite effect. It may, may make you um, lazier, just feel negative about things, makes, makes you stop wanting to create more. So I, I'm for consuming information. I just feel like 
people should be careful about the sources and really research the sources of information and that they should filter out things um, that are leading them towards a more negative situation. And actually, that's one of the things that Sync Tuition really does. I mean, that's what we stand for. We are all about uh, cleaning your mind from the negativity that you accumulate during the day. So, I, I mean, I know it's probably a, a very political type of answer, but um, yes and no is the best I can say. So how hard can it be when it comes to filtering out the information and making sure that you get information from the right sources? Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, vetting information is great, but in reality, um, I think people don't do it enough. And especially as most of the information we consume today comes through social media. And, you know, how do you really vet information on social media? You typically just click on an article, read it and believe it to be true. So I think vetting it is very difficult. What we recommend, and again, why we built SyncTuition was to give you a tool, a very simple and entertaining tool so that in the evening you can just close your eyes is put your headphones on and if you don't vet the information you accumulated during the day at least you kind of let go of it uh, you get immersed into this world you spend 25 minutes just with yourself being mindful being present in the moment not thinking of all the negative stuff you read today or the worries that you have tomorrow and that helps you sort of put that away from it being the focus of your day and and it being what you actually go to bed with and and store that into your subconscious you know so uh if people can vet information, I feel they should, but if they can, I think they should at least do something about it that it doesn't completely consume um, their mind and their thoughts. That makes sense, actually, because the best thing you could probably do if you're someone that's constantly consuming information is to do something about how much of it you absorb and how much of it you start to take in rather than it just sort of passing you by, right? And we don't really think that much else of it. One of the things that I want to dive into a little bit before we talk about the app, before we talk about Syntuition and how you, how you made that a reality, talk to me a little bit about mindfulness and meditation in, in general, because you had to research this before you put the app together. You had to figure out what you know, what the effective ways of being mindful are and, you know, trying to meditate as best as we can. What were some of the realizations that you had or things that you noticed when you were doing the research, when you were trying to put this, this app together? Sure. Well, it may be um, different to what you're expecting me to answer, but actually one of the things that we understood was first of all, meditation is incredible. There's a lot of science and benefits that are proven. And I don't think meditation needs to sort of pump itself on the chest to say that it's great. I think it's, it's shown to be so uh, helpful and, and, and successful in helping people. But the trends and the things that we looked at is that when people hear meditation, a lot of them shut down. They feel like it's something that's very complicated that potentially requires a certain skill set they don't have. And meditation seems to be like one of those things that uh, it's amazing, but it's for my friend. It's for my neighbor. It's, it's for everybody but me. And so we actually wanted to give the benefits of meditation without necessarily calling it that, without necessarily... Uh, making people go through breathing exercises or, or things as such. We really looked at how we could package this as an entertainment product while giving you the benefits of meditation, which is why we turned towards 
closer towards mindfulness, I would say. But mindfulness is also difficult because if you ask somebody to sit down for 20 minutes, not think of anything about um, the problems they have, not think about the day they just had, not think about the you know plans they have tomorrow, the day after, it's insanely difficult. It's something that I, to this day, would not be able to achieve, to just sit down and do it. So what we understood is that we need to create something that will immerse people into, take them to a different place. It will immerse them into the content and allow them to immediately switch off from the problems they had into what they're listening and into the moment. And so I guess that that was the biggest realization we had, how to give the benefits of mindfulness and of meditation without everything else that comes with it. And I think that took us on that 10 year journey that we went on. That makes perfect sense actually, because you speak to some people and when they say meditation, it's like, Oh, so we're sitting cross-legged on a lotus leaf and right. they're in at mountains. And I think that there is a definite stigma around it. There's a definite perception or judgment or assumption when people use the word meditation people have an idea inside their own head so what were your first steps around not so much breaking the stigma because i imagine some people will always feel that but how could you you know start to get the ball rolling how did you start to change that that culture around meditating and being mindful well it started from the very process of of creating the product because we had a vision of what we want the product to become and the product we wanted to create was almost like a movie a mind movie if you will um, an entertainment product that people could use to work on their mental health so what is a mind movie uh, we looked at the big you know hollywood movies and thought how is the process of making a movie let's use the same process to create this and so we started out with scripting out all of these different journeys about these different topics. We did it together with psychologists. We scripted out um, scripts about self-confidence and kindness and generosity and all of those different topics we felt people need to hear. After we scripted them out, we created the mood board for every single journey. Now, you can imagine how long it takes or how difficult it is to record a four-minute track. Now, imagine doing a 25-minute journey where you're telling a story. You wanted to tell a story through sound, which would work with people's imagination for them to create the visual in their head. And then you need to do that hundreds of times. So what we did is created those mood boards. We chose the kind of sounds that we wanted to tell the story. And then to really make it um, an incredible experience, we said, let's record this in 3D. We went to over 2,000 locations all over the world. We used our special 3D equipment to record all of these sounds. So when you hear you know, trees moving, when you hear water waves, waterfalls, it's all the real sound that was recorded somewhere around the world. Um, and we built this huge library of 3D sounds that really makes us so different than everything else is out there. And so once we had uh, that figured out, we uh, obviously needed to find somebody extremely talented who will be able to put it all together. And we found an amazing producer who ended up moving from Los Angeles to, to Estonia uh, to work on, on this, you know, get a, go on this journey with us. And after that, it was layering a layer of technology, binaural beats, gamma waves, composing music uh, and, and vocals. And we felt that, you know, having spent so much time doing that, we ended up creating a product that was 
had incredible entertainment value, replay value. Uh, the cool thing about it is because a lot of it is based on us sort of stimulating your imagination, you could listen to the same journey over and over again and have a totally different experience, which is you know, a, a beautiful thing for a product. And so by creating it like a movie, like a mind movie, like an entertainment product, I, I think the product itself um, explains to people that it's different to most of the mindfulness and meditation products out there. Obviously we support this with marketing as we're not, we're not calling ourselves so much of a, uh, being a meditation program. We do use the word. I mean, it's, it's a word we love. It's meditation is a beautiful thing. We support it fully, but we try to um, tell our story more through an entertainment uh, prism and, and the product speaks for that as well. That sounds really, really interesting, the way that you bring not just real sounds, but this idea of storytelling through sound. Exactly. Is, does that involve like words? Is that about, because when I, when I think about 3D sound, right, I have, I have a vision of putting a headset on and like the, the, the sound of the trees might go from one ear to the other ear to move like the winds blowing or whatever the case is. Is that, is that the sort of thing that you're talking about or is it a bit more to it? I know there's more to it. You wouldn't have specialist equipment otherwise, but in my mind, in terms of like what the experience would be for the consumer, because they're just putting headphones on, right? That, that's kind of uh, Absolutely. Well, I mean, on a simple level, yes, you do hear trees on the right and left, but it's way deeper than that. So first, we do have in the very beginning a few minutes which are all about, um, I wouldn't call guided meditation, but it's positive affirmation. There's a voice that's telling you uh, something very positive, and it's about different topics. Whatever journey you listen to, it's about something else. But it's only a few minutes in the beginning. And then we take you on a sound journey. And I think the best way for me to explain it is with an example. We have a journey that's called Time Machine. Now, the way it starts is you enter and you close the door kind of into a time machine. Suddenly you hear all of these buttons being pressed and you hear like you're being teleported somewhere. The sound is you moving somewhere. Then you land somewhere and you hear, you open the door, you jump out, you begin walking inside of sand. Suddenly waves are appearing. So you realize you reached water and, and it goes through that journey and it kind of paints that beach and that uh, water and that sand and that world where you just arrived into, you paint that in your imagination based on, you know, a lot of factors. Uh, and, and, and for an example, we gave it to three children to test. Uh, they all listened to it at the same time and we asked them to draw what they saw. And all of them drew something completely, completely different, which only proved their point that everybody imagines something else when they hear it. But it's not just sounds that go from light, right to left ear. We're telling you a story and we're taking you on that journey with us. And those sounds just help it feel like you're right there uh, placed in that dreamscape. So do you have to brainstorm how you want people to feel. So when we think about like telling stories and you know, some of the best writers in the world, they're very descriptive, right? Let me talk about adjectives, get a bit technical for all the, the English buffs out there, but we start to use more descriptive sounds and words and things to really paint the picture. You know, I'm not a big reader of like fiction, but when I do, I can almost picture it in my head while I'm reading the book. 
Oh, but absolutely. And that, that, that went into the process when we created the mood boards for each journey. We did huge brainstorming sessions about what sounds would be able to tell that story. And then we don't have just one water sound. You know, we recorded seas, waterfalls, puddles, rain. And we went out recording all of these different sounds to be as descriptive as possible. And so that we can have all these different variations of all of those sounds to tell the story in as much detail as possible, but at the same time, leaving it totally open for somebody to imagine that world inside of their head. That sounds pretty cool, the way that you're able to do that, because it's almost like, I mean, does, does the people like, fill in the gaps inside their own brain a little bit? Have you ever had an experience where it's not quite worked out the way that you wanted it to? Maybe you have the story, you have the journey, you, gave, you put it out to people, and it didn't quite go the way you wanted it to go. I mean, well, look, absolutely. We, we tried to be descriptive in our journeys, but still leave them very open for people to feel different things. And people do feel different things. That's why we see uh, a lot of people loving one type of track and, somebody, and, and other people loving something totally different. Uh, but we tried to, to just over the program of Sync Tuition, we tried to give so many different kind of flavors. And I'll, again, I'll give an example. If uh, last time I told you about the time machine story, we have another track there, which is super emotional. It's called Nine Months. Now, it's probably our biggest kept secret of how we recorded it. But Nine Months takes you back into the womb of your mother before you're born. You're there, you hear her rubbing her stomach, singing you lullabies, and you're still in that kind of environment inside the womb of your mother. You can imagine how crazy that is, but there's so, such an emotional connection to that journey because it feels so personal. You kind of go back to that feeling of somebody caring for you before you could care for yourself. And I think we're telling that story. And I'll tell you honestly, we had people write us feedback that they literally, some of them haven't spoken to their mothers in months after listening to that journey, picked up the phone and called their mother. And when we read that, like that feedback for us is life changing. We're like, we don't know, you know, what, how downloaded the app will be, how much money it will bring. But reading that, having that effect on people, that's incredible. And so that, that's sort of our, um, our, our board where we, you know, track some of the achievements that we have. That this kind of feedback is definitely, um, it, it, we filled our board with this kind of feedback and those kind of cool achievements. Yeah, definitely. That just getting people to really, really shift their their lives just from one audio just proves how immersive it can be. Proves yeah. how just proves how connected people can get to the sounds, which just speaks to the skill, right? Speaks to your ability to actually create these journeys, as you said. You know, because some of them, you know, if you weren't that great that probably wouldn't have the same effect, right? It wouldn't have the same impact on the person. So your attention to detail must be, must be something that you practiced. Is it something that you've always had? I mean, where, where do you get this much, I mean, you know, focus or just attention to the little things? I love that question. Um, yes, you know, uh, myself and, and the other co-founders as well, we come from, uh, also an interesting background of both entertainment and hospitality. Uh, I personally in hospitality and having worked in hotels and restaurants and, and uh, the, the co-founder and the, the other co-founder as well as worked in entertainment, had nightclubs and 
and, and bars and restaurants, we always have to have attention to detail. When you deal with customers, it's that attention to detail that makes the difference between them choosing your establishment or the other one. So attention to detail and how to go that extra mile for the, the customer was in our blood from, from when we were very young. We were educated with that. We actually worked on delivering or over-delivering um, on, on, on the expectations of customers when they came over to our establishments. And so that attention, attention to detail came there. And when we decided to do a digital product, a product that people could use uh, for years to come and a product that we knew would have an emotional connection with people. We didn't know if we will succeed or not. Nobody knows if they'll succeed or not. But we knew that the topics we were um, talking and, and touching on, we knew that those topics would have an emotional connection. And so we were very, very careful about telling that story in a delicate way, uh, making sure that it sounds as authentic as it can be, and that we don't lose the customer throughout the journey. That as he listens, uh, he or he or she, they feel they're in it for the 25 minutes that they're in the journey, that nothing feels odd or nothing feels like it's incomplete, like it's just, uh, you know, done in a kind of lazy, uh, really shortcut kind of way. Uh, so absolutely, uh, we're all about the details. It sounds quite um, funny when you mention like journey number one is a time machine. We all wish we could go back in time or forwards in time. Second journey you mentioned is like childbirth and, and nine months and being the baby. Yeah. And the woman. You've definitely had a sit down and gone, right, what are we connected to? What's the thing that connects all of us? And I imagine you've got a lot of other topics that a lot of people would be emotionally connected to. One of the things that I do want to touch on as well is the idea of creating the app. Because there are loads yeah. of ways you probably could have put this together. But speak to not just creating the app, but try to place us a little bit in terms of when, like in terms of the year and what the world was like and sort of take us through the process of putting it together but then your thoughts on like 2020 2021 if people wanted to start an app what would you recommend they do okay well we started the journey itself the idea journey like i told you about 10 years ago when the last financial crisis hit and, and we understood that mental health, first of all, is going to be a challenge and a problem. We knew that we wanted to solve it with music and, um, and you know, apps weren't as big of a business as they are today, but it just seems like the right medium for us to, to attempt. And we haven't created an app before, but we sort of just knew what we wanted to do. And so the first, I think, seven plus years was us just um, researching, the, doing research and development, uh, recording all of the sounds, finding the person who can do it. The whole journey I describe about creating the music part, the content part. Now we did that part first. Creating the physical app is what we did before 2019 when we launched it. So it was um, just a year plus before the 2019 part. That's when we started. Um, I mean, it was it was pretty straightforward for us in the vision that we had. We knew that we have all of this content. We knew that we wanted to break it down into certain levels. So we, we wanted to have um, each level have about 20 journeys. And, and then because we use gamma wave binaural beats, we would increase the intensity of the gamma waves over the different levels. So the more you listen to it and your brain got used to it, the more we would increase the intensity. We already had all these journeys scripted. So we sort of put them together like a playlist 
what would make sense to be next to each one. And from there, it was delivering the visual experience through an app, right? Our app is, in a way, it's pretty simple. It's, it's a streaming service. You choose a track, it streams it. You can download it for offline mode and you can read our blogs and, and, and you know, track your progress. Uh, in that sense, it's basic, but we wanted to give it visual cues, which would be very, very interesting for people to explore them. And so for every single journey, if you look into our app, we're using this magical realism style photographs, which we created with animation because we felt that they, they tell a beautiful story. They're very positive. They're very bright. All of the things that we felt are missing from the kind of grayish negative world that we have. We wanted to stand out with that and really use magical realism to start that connection with people's imagination before they even listen to the track. Like they would look at the, the cover art and say, wow, okay, I, I get where this is going. And then the track would amplify that. And, uh, and you know, that's, we, we went through it. A lot of challenges, uh, things that we had to do and redo regarding database integration, you know, probably boring stuff that I don't get into. We're still, uh, we're still working on the app. It's a work in progress. We're looking at the user interface where you're looking at how uh, customers are interacting with the app. Uh, what buttons are good, what are not, what we should replace, what we should optimize. So it's a work we're constantly, constantly doing. Um, as for an advice, I think that the biggest barrier for people doing an app is them thinking that it's just too difficult. They don't know where to start. Uh, the mentality that we always had is that there are always people that have the skills that we potentially lack. As long as you're clear on the vision you want to achieve, as long as you don't give up when people tell you it can't be done, then you should be fine with getting a team next to you that will share that vision and, and get this executed. Uh, I can't tell you the amount of times within the 10 years we were developing and people told us they were crazy, that this can't be done, that it's a stupid idea, that it will never work. And I think that was the hardest, just going, you know, when you do research and development and you develop the app, you don't have any revenues and all of those voices that are telling you this can't be done, this will not make any money, this doesn't make any sense, this will not work, people are not gonna download it. Um, you begin, after, you know, you hear it once, you kind of ignore it, you hear it twice, you ignore it. On the 10th, 15th, 20th time, you make questions, begin questioning yourself, are they right? Maybe, you know, maybe I should be doing something else. So as long as you are strong enough to get past that, um, get a great team around you that, has the skills that you lack and when you have a very clear vision on what you're trying to do and when you're doing something that isn't just done to make money i mean we had a way bigger goal than revenues right we uh, obviously we have to make it as a business it's a business it has to be a business to support the ecosystem but our goal was to raise the level of awareness for mental health. It still is to raise the level of awareness for mental health. That's why we gave the app um, free of charge for a couple of months in a few countries, because we really wanted people to know that there's a super simple way to work on your mental health. Um, and we just gave it away so they know about it, you know? So it's more about challenging yourself, challenging your insecurities about maybe lack of certain skill, and all of us have it. None of us have all the skills that you need to develop an app, market it, create the content. I mean, it's impossible for one person to be, you know, an ace in all of that. So get past that idea that you need to do everything, get a team around you, set goals and, and, and do it. I don't think it has changed.
it's saturated, sure. But the answer to that is you just need to be better. Yeah, that's definitely well said. I completely echo everything that you said there about not a lot of it is different. Not a lot of it is difficult, but there is something to be said about being better. There is something to be said about creating something that nobody else has. And I think that's something that just by listening to the conversation with you, that's something that you're definitely on the way to having something that nobody else has even thought of. Nobody else has even put together. Where do you see sync tuition in the future? What, what do you see happening with the app that you've put together? Look, we're, we're, we're still a fully self-funded uh, company out of Estonia. We are, or we were in February, I think the fourth most downloaded mindfulness app in the US. And in May, we came third and we became the third highest grossing mindfulness app for that month in the US. So our ambitions are definitely to be up there with the big companies and, and you know, eventually reach, reach the number one spot with that. But that's sort of the, the business goal. Our overall goal is to allow people to find an entertaining way to practice um, mental, to, to work on their mental health and to ideally see if today we have, you know, five people, uh, 5% of the people working on mindfulness and, and on mental health in 10 years, we want that number to be closer to 30% of the people working uh, on mental health on a daily basis. We look at it kind of like brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth in the evening to get rid of all the excess food and the dirty food that you have left through because of everything you ate during the day. Well, what about all those negative headlines you accumulated during the day? All these negative things that your brain took in during the day. Why don't you do anything to clean that? Your brain is your most important organ. That's what you think with, right? So we um, are really uh, challenging the status quo. We are um, getting very... Um, top people, both, you know, celebrities, professionals in their, in their uh, field, CEOs, we're getting a lot of people to unite behind this message that people should clean their mind from negativity, should work on their mental health. So our vision is, is, is um, uh, a society that uh, doesn't work on their mental health when they have a problem, but takes it as a regular kind of daily hygiene. Um, we have other ideas of sync tuition being a very big part of the wellness programs of a lot of the companies, the big companies that um, are, you know, have thousands of employees all over the world. Uh, we, we just launched a, a B2B uh, program for sync tuition that had the whole back office built for it. And we really see the corporate side being a, a great addition to any sort of benefit program that a company can offer because um, we, we have a few companies trialing sync tuition right now, uh, for, the, for that wellness program and the customer feedback has been absolutely phenomenal. So we're planning to go more into that. We have a few more super creative ideas that haven't been done in the world at all, but I, I mean, I, I don't want to announce them yet. We'll be ready to announce them very, very soon, but they will also, I think, change a lot of the ways that corporates are, are thinking or companies are thinking about wellness and well-being changing the way mindfulness is done. I love it, Michael. It's been a pleasure to chat to you all about this. It's been phenomenal to have you on the show. Where can people find out more about you and Sync Tuition? So you can share websites and things of that nature. Awesome. So you can go to www.syncTuition.com for all the information. You can uh, download the app both on the iOS and the Google uh, Play Store. 
just sync tuition. Um, about me, you can just uh, look at Michael Burridge on LinkedIn. Uh, I'll be more than happy to, to chat to, to, to some of you. And I have for the past um, few months talked a lot with people that are using sync tuition. So more than happy to do that. Download the app, try it. Uh, I think you will enjoy it. And we'd be very, very happy uh, to have you as, as a user. And, and, and we really hope that you begin or give a chance uh, to something like Syntuition to actually work on your mental health. Mental health is everything. And uh, I, can't, I can't underline it enough how important it is these days with everything that's going on with uh, COVID-19 and with everything else, how important our mental health is so that we take decisions um, which are rational and that serve us for the longer good rather than we make decisions in kind of panic and uncertainty, which may be very negative for us in the long run. That is well said. Well said, Michael. It's been amazing to have you on. Thanks for being a guest and I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you, Mike. It was awesome to be on your show. There we have it, Michael joining us in the studio discussing sync tuition, mindset, mindfulness, and his principles and theories on the best ways of doing it. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you leave a review if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And I look forward to speaking to you all again on the next episode.